Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Chakra Girl Radio. I am your host, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we are chatting all about building confidence and self-trust. And we have the amazing Nicole Khalil here today. She is the author of Validation is for Parking, which, you know, I love a clever book title. And she's been giving us five steps to building our confidence and spoiler alert the first step is action most people wait until they feel confident to take action but the truth is when you take action you build the confidence so we'll be talking about that today we're, we'll be talking about how to build your self-trust how to take like just really small and easy steps to get there we're going to be talking about what you might be addicted to that is draining your confidence and how to create a confidence recovery toolkit for those awkward low confidence moments so please make sure to check out nicole's book we're going to link you guys in the show notes and my chakra tip of the week is actually going to be about confidence as well the theme of the day, you know. So our confidence actually lives in our solar plexus chakra, which is right below our rib cage. So if we take deep breaths into our solar plexus and just really tune into that space, we just get a better feeling of the vibration of who we really are. It's so easy to be conditioned into who we think we are, but when we can really tune into that source energy and that true self in the solar plexus, we have that better self-connection so that we can respond and react in ways that are more aligned with who we are rather than turning into some chameleon. So before you move into any situation where you really want to feel confident, just really tune into that space. And another thing we're going to be talking about today is how really taking these small steps is going to build your self-trust. So one thing I want to suggest you guys is doing some kind of like seven day challenge, 14 day challenge, 40 day challenge on the rituals by Chakra Girl app. We have all of those things. We have a 14 day universal laws manifestation workshop. We have a 40 day Kundalini challenge. So if you don't have rituals by Chakra Girl yet, it's my luxury meditation app. And I just have been uploading new rituals every week. And there's so much on there, everything from chakra healing to EFT tapping, astral traveling. I just put out a ritual on embodying millionaire abundance frequencies. And we have a ritual that's going out this week on creating just like a really illuminated soul purpose. So there's so much magic on there that will just completely change your frequency, your confidence, your life. And we look forward to seeing you on there. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm so excited for our guest today. Her name is Nicole Khalil, aka the Confidence Sherpa. We haven't spoken about confidence for a while on the podcast, and I feel like it's something we all need right now. Nicole works to remove the roadblocks, biases, and challenges that trailblazing professional women face so that they can thrive as their authentic selves And women are so inundated with messages about what they should and shouldn't do, who they should and shouldn't be. And Nicole really redefines what it means to be doing woman's work with you as the decider, as it should be. So welcome to the show, Nicole. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay, I'm excited to have you as well. And so for those of you that listened to our episode with Gina DeVee, she's so amazing and she's who connected me to Nicole. So we know that Nicole is good people. <laughs> Big shout out to Gina. I mean, shout out to Gina. Yeah. <laughs> she's my people. <laughs> yes. So what is your zodiac sign? So I'm a cancer. Okay. And do you and resonate with being a cancer? Mostly I do. I'm like, a homebody for sure. And like, uh, you know, very close with a certain, I'm more introverted. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. I don't, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but more often than not, I read it and I'm like, oh, that's so me. You feel it. I feel like so many of my friends that are cancers, they like are in cancer denial and they're like, no, like, I'm not like that at all. Because I guess they say that cancers are a little bit like erratic. Like they'll be like super, super happy. And then like, at the drop of the hat, they can like switch. Yeah. And so everyone that I know that's a cancer is just in denial that they're like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm definitely a moody person. I will yeah. own it. <laughs> <laughs> what is a daily ritual that you never skip? My morning warm lemon water. And mm. it, th- I think this is very popular today, but my mom is from Germany mm-hmm. and she had me drinking more warm lemon water when I was like in middle school. That's how far back this goes. So it's um, fun to see more people are into it nowadays. I used to think I was weird. Yeah. It's very like Asian, a lot of like Asian culture, they do the warm water with lemon with their meals. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it like does something for your digestion. I don't really know, but I'm sure it's good for you. Yeah. I, I just believe what my mom tells me (laughs) run with it. (laughs) We do what she says. Okay. So I want to know about your confidence journey and how it led to this becoming your life's work. Yeah. So I would go back to a point in time in my life where I recognized that I didn't know what confidence was. And I was certain I didn't have any of it. And like, it is the case for so many of us, our work or our mission or our passions often stem from something that was really painful or really Mm -hmm. hard in our lives. And that is certainly true for me. So on the outside looking in, my life looked really good. I worked at a fortune 100 finance firm and I was, you know, the woman on the rise, racking up professional successes and promotions. I had an above average spending problem to go with my above average income. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, Uh, looked the part of the independent, successful woman on the rise with my who needs a man attitude. But on the inside, I was dying. Like on the weekends, I was waiting for Monday morning to arrive to have purpose again. I never Mm -hmm. attempted suicide, but the thoughts in my mind were, would anybody notice, you know, is Mm -hmm. the only thing I'm good for at work. I was dating all the wrong people. And so it was in that time frame where the disconnect from how it looked to other people, the exhaustion of keeping up appearances for everybody else, and then the fundamental, just not feeling comfortable in my own skin kind of came to this crossroads. And I decided I wanted to figure out what it took, what it meant to become confident and, mm-hmm. and as is the case for, again, so many of us, when we figure out something that makes a big difference for ourselves, we want to share it. And Mm -hmm. that's what leads me to here. Yes. And so now you have written an amazing book. Can you tell us about your book? Yeah. So the book is called Validation is for Parking. Um, So good, by the way. (laughs) 
the title's meant to be a little snarky, which is a little bit of my personality. And, and also just to call to the forefront what I call the confidence con. So the subtitle is how women can beat the confidence con. It started as a business book because I read a stat that 92% of business books are being written by men. And I'm mm-hmm. not by any means anti-men, but it just made it clear to me that we are learning so much about what it means to be successful, professional, and confident from the masculine lens. And it was not resonating with me. It wasn't uh, feeling authentic to me. And so ultimately I wanted to write a book that I hope anybody can read and get value out of, but I wanted to write it with the female experience in mind. That makes so much sense because we can't be following the same strategies and like work patterns as men. We are built completely different physically and also mentally, like we're not meant to be hustling. We're not meant to be like always like pushing ourselves to the brink of exhaustion. And that's what so many of these books are telling us to do. And that, you know, to your point that leads you to like not being connected to yourself. If that's all you're doing is working. Yeah. I was ingrained in the grind grit hustle culture Mm -hmm. And it was not working for me. And I was becoming more and more separated from my authenticity, from my confidence. And and yeah, I think that I'm not alone in that experience. The feminine is very undervalued in most corporations and the industry. I was in finance, very male dominated. So there's this over rotation, even for the men, like any of their feminine qualities are undervalued and unappreciated. And so, yeah. That, that, that was why I wanted to write this book. So what is the confidence con? Yeah, great question. So first, it's a little bit of a play on words, right? Confidence con. So a, a con artist basically gets people to trust them, right? And, and so ultimately, the con as it relates to confidence is that we're getting all of this messaging, these mixed messages, these false messages, that confidence is something that comes to us externally. I call this the false equation. It looks like this. If X happens, then I'll feel confident, right? Right. If I make a million dollars, then I'll feel confident. If I get that promotion, if I fit into that size, if my children are perfectly well-behaved, if I meet the person of my dreams, then I'll feel confident. And it just doesn't work that way. And, and, you know, we see this a lot in advertising and marketing. If you buy this product or wear this designer, then you'll feel confident. And it's a con. Mm-hmm. It fundamentally won't work because ultimately what happens is when we get the thing or we buy the thing, we feel good temporarily. And then that feeling wears off because it you know, wasn't our own feeling anyway. And then we become addicted to the thing. So for me, it was promotions. Mm-hmm. If I get that promotion, then I'll feel confident. I got the promotion. I felt happy for about three minutes. And then all the fear and the doubt and all the stuff came rushing back in. And then it was like, oh, But the next promotion, when I get that, Mm -hmm. and then I ended up becoming addicted to and chasing promotions. And so that's really the con. I'll also add to um, most of what we're being told about how to be confident. We're being told how to look confident. Yeah. And again, it's that reinforcement of our confidence is for others. It's external. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, that's such a good point about how to make us look confident. Cause even when 
you're looking at like public speaking lessons. They're like, just stand up straight. I'm like, well, if I wasn't scared as shit, I would be standing up straight. Oh I'm punching <laughs> over because I want to yeah. hide. Like, yeah. Well, there's almost a, like an obsession right now about executive presence. And I am not against the idea of, you know, looking apart or, or considering how your message is going to be received by the person you're sending it to. Um, so I'm not saying those things don't matter. I'm just saying they're not confidence builders. They're, there's another um, layer. Like there's another layer we need to get to first before yes. we can get to those. Exactly. So what do you think are the biggest struggles? So we talked about the promotions. Like, I feel like weight is another one, like the next 10 pounds, like when I get the guy, like what are some other things that we can kind of call ourselves out on right now that we're kind of addicted to the chase of? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's so many physical, so you, you you know, you talk about all the skin products and Mm -hmm. Botox and, and, and I, by the way, I'm not anti any of those things. If you want to do it to feel more attractive, good for you, but just understand that it's not going to be a confidence builder. So other things that I see are like perfectionism, sending the message of I can do it all. I can have it all. I can be it all. I can look good while doing it somehow look effortless. Mm -hmm. Um, We fall into that trap a lot, especially as women, this thing that we do where we try to make you know, our situations look good and we're not very authentic or or very vulnerable about what's really going on. I'm not anti-social media either, but I think that's another thing where it's like, it's how many followers you have, how many comments you have, you know, that thing. This post is going to make me famous. Like exactly. This post is going to make everyone love me. Yeah. It's so true. So then, okay. So what are your tips then for getting to like that next layer, like that first base layer, like how do we kind of determine what the root cause is? Yeah. So, um, I want to make sure I'm understanding the question correctly. So when I think of the root layer of confidence, I think it's hard to be something if you don't understand what it actually is or what it means. So to me, the base layer is fundamentally understanding when we say confidence, what is it? And so Mm -hmm. I went to the etymology of the word. I geeked out and like went to the root, the Latin, the middle English, how it translates in all different languages. And ultimately when we talk about being confident, what we mean is having firm and bold trust in ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's what confidence is. It's about trust. So when we think about how to be or become confident, ultimately what we're talking about is how to connect to grow and develop the trust we have in ourselves. And that may play out in external ways, right? So if I trust myself more firmly and boldly, I might go for that promotion. I Mm -hmm. might, you know, raise my hand for that opportunity. I might take that risk. I might chase that dream. So there's ways that it can play out. But ultimately what we're talking about is this internal relationship we have with ourselves that is rooted in, grounded in trust. Mm. Is there a difference between worthiness and confidence? Like, is that related or is that kind of a different playing field? I absolutely think it's related. I would put it like, you know, concentric circles where it's not the same, but it definitely overlaps and one impacts the other. I think, you know, in order to trust yourself, you have to acknowledge your value. You have to acknowledge that you are in fact 
worthy or said another way, if you don't feel worth anything or you don't feel you have any value, it's hard to trust that. We don't, we don't put a lot of faith or trust in something we undervalue. So what would you say are the steps? Like me realizing that, okay, I'm not confident. I'm kind of addicted to this chase. Like where can we start to rebuild? Yeah. So I've identified five, what I call confidence builders. Mm. And these five have the advantage of being fairly easy to implement and, and something you can do at any point in time in your life. So the confidence builder is first and foremost, action, action, builds confidence, it, get into action, even the smallest step towards whatever matters most to you. You can't fingers and toes cross your way into confidence. You can't hope or wish you must get into action towards what matters most to you. That is fundamentally a way that you build trust in yourself. Another one, which is probably the most surprising confidence builder is failure or any of the icky feelings, exposing yourself to mistakes, pain, doubt, failure actually will build your confidence if you choose it, if you let it, because it's pretty easy to trust ourselves when everything is going according to plan, right? When I'm winning, when I'm succeeding, when I'm achieving, I, it's easy to trust myself, but choosing to trust yourself in those harder times and those darker moments, that's where the real magic happens. And you cannot find a successful person or a confident person who hasn't failed a lot, right? Mm -hmm. it, it stands to reason that that is a confidence builder, but obviously we avoid it at all costs, which can be really problematic. So get it out there and get a little messy, take some risks, be willing to fail, make mistakes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And feel free to interrupt me at any point. Well, I was going to say, it's really interesting. Just even from a spiritual standpoint, like we talk about like how momentum creates more momentum. Like, so I love that you put action first because that's what most people are putting off until they feel confident. So I love that yes. action is first and then like allowing that like resilience that comes from a failure to be something that makes you honor yourself even yeah. more. So I just like, I just keep hearing everything from like an energetic standpoint of like thinking of our vibration as kind of like this volatile, like number on a chart, like number on a chart. And if we kind of plummet down the bounce back, like the momentum of that bounce back, it can be so pivotal and it can shoot you up even further than you were before. And that's something I've seen in my own life too. Like I kind of like hit pause and retired and took like an early retirement for a little while. And because I wasn't taking any action, I noticed that my confidence started to plummet. And I felt like I was at the spot that I failed, even though I like chose to stop. But the bounce back that came from that, once I started taking tiny little actions was so powerful. And like, it's, it's, it just goes without saying that you can really come back from anything. And that just because you're at what you think is like your lowest, you actually are going to like bounce back higher than you were before. There's actually this video. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like this guy on a trampoline. It's hard to explain, but he's like, kind of like, there's the, these kind of like steps 
and he's like on a trampoline and he's climbing up the steps and then falling back on the trampoline. And then he has so much momentum, momentum and buoyancy that he like is going up and down and up and down. And then it kind of starts to dwindle and he can only get to the low steps. But then it shows how he like builds the momentum to like get back up to the higher steps. Yeah. It's hard to explain. <laughs> but do you have I you seen haven't the video? seen it, okay. but like uh, you are freaking nailing it. This is exactly yeah. what we're talking about here. Yes. And the word resilience, when you said that, like I got that chills because it's exactly what we're talking about. Yes. In order to trust that you can pick yourself back up, dust yourself off and get back in action, we must fall sometimes. We need to exactly. bounce. So exactly right. So action and failure, I think go hand in hand and they are absolutely confidence builders. Now I'm not suggesting that it doesn't suck when you're experiencing failure. (laughs) It does, but just again, trusting one of the things I tell myself is the only thing that's missing right now is the benefit of hindsight. Right. don't yet know how, when, or in which way this is going to serve me. I just get to trust that it will because it always has. So true. Okay. So the third confidence builder is giving yourself grace on the journey. Ultimately, what we're saying is how you talk to yourself matters. Give yourself the same grace you would anyone that you love. We tend to not do that. We tend to be really hard on ourselves. The fourth confidence builder is choosing confidence. And I know this sounds like a little oversimplified, but I wanted to distinguish or make the distinction between confidence being a feeling versus confidence being a choice. So many, of, so many of us think it's a feeling that we either have or we don't. And so we're like waiting for the feeling to arrive before. And just, we do this so so much more often in our lives than we give ourselves credit for. This choosing trust, choosing, you know, so choose confidence. Um, and then the fifth confidence builder is building uh, trust internally. So if you think about the ways in which you build trust with the people in your life or the ways in which they build trust with you. It's taking those things and, and internalizing them, turning them back on you. So I'll give an example. Um, one of the things we most often agree that builds trust with people is when they keep their commitments, when they follow through on what they say they're going to do. Now turn that back on ourselves. How often do we not keep the commitments we make to and for ourselves? How often do we overcommit ourselves? These are problematic. And so thinking about how we build trust and then turning it on ourselves is really that fifth confidence builder. So it can be keeping your commitments. It can be communicating boundaries. It can be standing up for yourself, speaking your truth, getting the appropriate amount of sleep and self-care. It can be planning, preparing, practicing. There's so many ways that we can build trust in ourselves, but it's that ultimate understanding that this is an inside out proposition, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I find for myself too, anytime I have kind of like lower confidence or I feel like I'm in a rut, if I do even just something like a seven day challenge or like something like that, just to build back that trust of being like, okay, no, I can do this. I can put my mind to something and finish it. I can do hard things. That's exactly right. It, and And sometimes I tell people to start really small because what's most important as it relates to confidence building is that you keep the commitment. So I had a woman that I worked with once that really wanted to change her nutrition and health habits. And we were talking about, and she kept saying like, I'd start and then I'd miss a day and give up. And 
I'm like, let's start really small. What would, what's one thing? Well, I wish I would drink more water, but that's really stupid. I'm like drinking more water is probably the one thing every health expert agrees on. Exactly. And so let's start there because if you drink the water you want to drink, you're going to build trust in yourself. You're collecting the wins and you can, we can build off of that. So yes, that's exactly right. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So people ask me often, like how to do the fake it till you make it in a way that feels authentic because a lot of confidence starts with our thoughts. Like if we're continuously saying like, I can't do this, or I always screw this up, or I can never stick to these things. Like, like it's the thought that is anchoring in that belief, which is anchoring in that repetitive action. So what are your tips on kind of changing our minds in this kind of fake it till you make it way? Or what are your thoughts on that? I'm so glad you asked that question because I heard and gave the advice early on in my career, fake it till you make it. And I'm not a big fan of it anymore because basically what we're doing is we're asking people to be inauthentic. And frankly, women have been faking far too much for far too long. (laughs) So let's not not (laughs) faking it. Um, So uh, it may sound like semantics, but I've changed it to choose it until you become it. So instead of fake it till you make it, choose it until you become it. So think about that thing you desire or that thing you want to be doing. Who would you be? How would you be being as that thing or in that position? And then start being that today Mm. and just keep choosing it. Choose to trust yourself over and over, minute by minute, day by day, whatever is required until you become it until the feeling catches up. Um, so that's sort of my take on it. Choose it until you become it. 
Yeah. And we kind of say the same thing when it comes to manifestation, where it's like, okay, you're, maybe you're not going to repeat a mantra saying I'm a millionaire. If you aren't a millionaire and it's good, you know, every time you say that it's just going to feel inauthentic, but what are some things that a millionaire does? Maybe she takes the bath in the middle of the day. Maybe she gets that extra like whipped cream on her Starbucks because she can afford it. Like whatever those tiny little things are, if you're actually like doing them, and like getting into the vibration of that mantra that you feel is so far away from you, then it begins to build that confidence and knowing that you have that capacity. Yeah. And so like in that example too, there's also ways of being so, so like when I think when somebody tells me they want to be a millionaire, I go, what's the experience you're looking for? Right. Freedom, option, choice, you know, Okay. In, in what would you do from a place of freedom today? What would you do from a place of option? So exactly what you're saying, yeah. choose it until you become it. Yeah. I always say like abundance is really just freedom, bliss, purpose, and love. And yeah. like a lot of it. <laughs> and so it's like, what can you do that embody those things? Like we get to choose to turn those feelings on. And so, yeah, just doing those tiny little things makes such a difference. Couldn't agree more. So there's this stat, I don't know the exact numbers, so I'll just make up the numbers to prove my point. (laughs) (laughs) We all do it. It's something like- 86% of stats are made up and I just made up- Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's something like um, 80% of men will apply for a job that they don't have the qualifications for, but only 20% of women will apply for a job that they don't have the qualifications for. So how does gender play a role in confidence? So I think, you know, the research shows that, uh, gender is absolutely playing a part in how much confidence we have, but it happens at certain times. So, uh, said another way, there is no statistical evidence that any gender is born with less confidence than the other right. it or others. It um, is around, you know, that early elementary age, eight, age nine is typically where we begin to see a separation and it's the working years, those early working years, twenties and thirties, where there is a pretty dramatic separation. And it's in our forties where it starts to come back together. Fifties, we're about the same sixties. Women start experiencing higher levels of confidence. I think that's because a lot of times men, a lot of their confidence is associated with their work Mm. and that's retirement years. And so we see men actually lose quite a bit of confidence in those, in those, that decade. Okay. So this is what the research shows. So gender is absolutely playing a part and and it begs the question why I think it's because mostly the way we're being socialized, you know, young girls are often told, you know, to behave, be polite, uh, be pleasing to other people. The way they look is addressed at a much younger and earlier age, you know, to be nurturing, to care for others. Um, whereas young boys have different expectations that are put on them, but but typically are allowed more space for authenticity, whereas girls are are not. And and think about even feelings as an example. There are certain feelings that are not allowed based on the gender you know we people perceive us to be. So as a woman, I'm really not supposed to be very angry. Mm. As a man. They're really not supposed to be very vulnerable. 
And so anytime we aren't allowed to experience an authentic feeling, and I'm not giving us all permission to feel all of our feelings and get them all over people, but I'm saying if we are made to feel that something we authentically feel is bad or wrong, we disconnect from our confidence. We break trust with ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not being true to ourselves. So exactly the moment we like break that connection, it's almost like we, yeah, like we disconnect from our hearts, like from our truth. And when you're not connected to yourself, you're not going to feel grounded. Like you're going to feel kind of like all over the place. Like, who am I if I yeah. can't be me? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I truly felt this way, but I've now made to feel wrong or bad, or I'm not supposed to. Yeah how do I trust the next time this feeling comes around? And yeah, it just separates us. And and we find this even, especially with transgender uh, people, because they are feeling there's a disconnect of the trust that they have for the body that they're in. And God knows society is doing a number on them. Mm. So yeah, definitely. So one, well, let's talk about that too. Well, I want to talk about identity in general, because we talk about this a lot in spirituality as well, is that our, we create our own identity by the conditioning that we've had, the beliefs that we have. And sometimes that identity is not completely true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So do you have any tips on getting in touch with who we really are? So we're not wearing this mask and we can be as authentic as we can be. Yeah. So first, let me say that I think this is integral to confidence building is Mm -hmm. to increase self-awareness, self-appreciation, value, worthiness, like you you said earlier. Um, I have an exercise in the book and there are so many ways to do this. So, but I call it the things I know to be true about me at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. It's a curiosity about yourself. It's about checking in. What do I know? What have I learned? And starting to list those out. What's problematic is we've bought into other people's perspectives and stories and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But even more so is we are not that self-aware Um, I've asked so many people to do this and the average amount of things that somebody will come up with that they know to be true about themselves is six. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you are a complex being with this many years of lived experience. You cannot tell me that there's only six things, you know, you know, and and then when I ask them to do it for somebody they love, like a, a spouse or a best friend or a partner or a child, you know, they'll come up with 30 and 40 things they know to be true about that. And so ultimately I'm inviting people to be in self-reflection and yes, ask for feedback. Yes. Do assessments. Yes. Look at astrology. Yes. Use all the tools and all the resources that are out there to be in curiosity, but a loving reminder that you get to decide what goes on the list. Mm -hmm. So if somebody gives you the feedback that you're this or that, you got to check in with yourself do, do I believe that? Does that feel true and right and authentic to me? And if the answer is yes, then put it on. If the answer is no, set it aside because ultimately you're the decider of your purpose, your value, what makes you, you, your unique abilities, your superpowers. um, And I believe we all have them. I agree. And I'd love to know your thoughts on how purpose contributes to our confidence, because 
it's so easy to blur the line between our purpose and our career. And if we're basing our confidence based on those, on those kind of like tangible success markers, rather than the actual like sole purpose, sole mission of why we're doing it, then we can, you know, get to that place of not trusting ourselves again. So what are your tips for anchoring in what our purpose is and staying in that place rather than getting kind of like the lines blurred with the false confidence? Yeah. So I will be upfront that I wouldn't say this is my area of expertise, but here's my thoughts on it. First and foremost, I fundamentally believe that whatever God you believe in or the universe would not give us certain unique abilities or talents if we weren't meant to use them. Mm-hmm. So a good starting point, in my opinion, is to just like, what comes more naturally to you than others? What do you see as a unique gift? What, you know, it's again, curiosity about that. And my guess is whatever your purpose is, is going to involve and include that at a very, very, very high level. Your purpose probably doesn't involve or include things that are not, you know, and that's not to say that we aren't going to learn some skills or develop and grow. Of course we are. But, and then my other thought is, I'm not sure if I believe anymore that every one of us has one distinct purpose. Right. I think some of us have many, they could mm-hmm. be big, they could be small, but my guess is the more authentically we live and the more we give of our unique talents and abilities, the closer we get to purpose. Yeah. It's like more, we, the more we can tap into who we are, then the path actually like appears for you. And it's not yeah. something that you're trying to force or trying to hustle to work towards. It just kind of happens for you. Well, I always think about it like this. You are the only you there has ever been or ever will be. That makes you fucking magical in my mind. So like you're here for a reason. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Come on. Do you have any like tangible tips or like rituals or like mindset hacks for if we're in a moment where we don't feel confident and we're in the moment and we're sitting there and we're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have something I call the recovery plan and it's basically a customized unique to you list of things that you, you know, write out or pre-plan that you, cause we all know, you know, bad moments are coming. There are going to be days where you don't feel so hot and, and confidence. Nobody's hundred percent confident hundred percent of the time. If they yeah. claim to be, they're most likely a narcissist. It, uh, truly, it is not an available option for any of us to be hundred percent confident hundred percent of the time. So we know fear is coming. We know doubt is coming. We know bad days and tough days are coming. And so my thought process is let's be prepared for them. So writing a list of things that you can do that remind you what's important that give you energy, that um, get you back on track faster if left to your own devices. So I'll give you a few examples from my recovery plan. I have a what I call a feel-good folder. Anytime somebody sends me a message of the work that I did made a difference or something I said made an impact or whatever, I save it in my feel-good folder. And when I'm having a shitty day, I open my feel-good folder and I read and it reminds me, I'm important. I have value. The work I do matters. I should probably get back to it, right? I have, you know, like 
a phone a friend option. Uh, there are lots of people who put some form of exercise on their feel good folder. Releasing endorphins absolutely is going to remind me, and you're going to be reminded of how strong and powerful you are. And again, you build that trust. You kept a commitment to yourself. Mm -hmm. There are so many things, but I think the reality is left to our own devices. You know, well, for me, I'm going to curl up in the fetal position and drink a bottle and buy bottle. I mean, two bottles of wine and binge watch TV. Yeah. But that doesn't get me back into action. Again, action is that confidence builder. And so this recovery plan is something I can go to that helps me dust myself off and get back into action towards what matters most faster than I would on my own. Yes. And you have this recovery plan on your website, correct? Yes. And it's free. So anybody can get it. <laughs> we're going to link you to that. I think that's so smart because we all know, and like, we all know what we need to do to feel good, but in the moment it's hard to remember. So if we have it at our fingertips, then we can hold ourselves accountable to snapping back more quickly. Cause those moments are going to happen. Um, it's not about like being perfect or being confident all the time. It's just yeah. that we want to like shorten that bounce back and get, yeah. Yeah. Perfection is the enemy of confidence. Yes. That's how strongly I would put that. So gotta, yeah, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like that is my default. So I have to be really mindful of that one. Yeah. I mean, I, my attention to detail is like, so not good that I, it's impossible for me to be a perfectionist, but, but I do. And that I do might do. be a gift. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> Amazing. Well, any final words, like anything that you're kind of like seeing these days that people just really need to work on or remind themselves of any like parting words for everyone? Yeah. I think if you find yourself questioning, like, is this going to build my confidence or bring me confidence or not? Just ask yourself, is this going to help me build trust in myself? If the answer is yes, it's probably a confidence builder. If the answer is no, that doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or you shouldn't do it, but it's just not going to build your confidence. So, you know, be clear about what you're going to be getting out of it. And I guess my final thought would be, you know, confidence in my definition is when you know who you are, own who you're not, and you choose to embrace all of it. Ooh, that's such a good point. Owning who you're not and just loving yourself anyway. Yeah. It's hard, but it's freeing and it's magical. So, um, there's so, so much opportunity for all of us to shed what's not meant for us and what we're not meant for who we're not meant for. Um, and I think the process of that actually brings us closer to our confidence because again, builds trust. Yes. So true. Well, thank you so, so much. You have actually four freebies on your I do. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many free things. I like giving it all away. We Um, love it. So you have the recovery plan. What else you've got? Yeah. So, uh, the things I know to be true about me, it's, it's just a template, but if you need a place to like, right. You know, put your things, I like pretty templates. So there's that. Um, we also have like an, a, a plan, an action plan that it's similar to a business plan, but much more flexible and covers not just what you do for work, but also all the things important in your life, including confidence building. So that's a great tool. And now I'm blanking on what the fourth one was that the we year of confidence plan. That's, that's what the one I just mentioned. Oh, family planning guide. 
Oh yeah. Okay. The family planning guide. This is basically taking the business planning concept and applying it to relationships. So my husband and I get together and we, you know, basically think about what are our goals in our relationship? What are our goals as parents? How do we want to, uh, what do we choose to do, you know, with this year and what are we planning for? And it's just created so much more alignment and eliminated so much unmet expectations and this frustration and disappointment. It's been a really great tool. Well, there's something to be said about just preparedness as it relates to manifestation as well. And when you create a plan, you're literally creating your own matrix for things to grow out of. Like you're creating, I see like these, like those like garden, you know, when the, the grapes grow out of those. Are they yes. Trellis. Like, yeah. yeah. Trellis. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I see. It's like, you're like building that so that things can continue to like grow up them. So when we have a plan and we have an idea of what we want and we're in alignment with it, we can start to slowly build and build that confidence. Then everything just blossoms. Yeah. I love the trellis. That's going to be a visual now. And we also have a lot of fun with it. Like we go and stay at a really nice hotel locally or like you know, we already have our end of the year one planned. We're going to Cancun and staying. So it it serves a purpose and it brings us together and we have fun. Yes. And we get expensive hotel vibes. (laughs) Yes. Because I'm a ridiculous hotel snob. That is my toxic trait. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. Well, this has been so lovely. And I think everyone is walking away with some really good tips to feel more confident. So Nicole, thank you so, so much. And everyone, thank you for listening. Nicole, where can we find you online and where can we buy your book? Yeah. So, uh, my website is NicoleKhalil.com and everything and anything you could want is on there, including all the freebies. And I am on Instagram though. I'm not active. So at Nicole M Khalil, I post really funny memes, lots of cursing, but that's about it. That's our vibe. That's what we like to see. And the book is Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the, all the places validation is for parking. Yes. Love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out all things. Nicole, like us, rate us five stars, DM us. We're here for you. All right. We will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 